0: When I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my girl, you know, photographed in in a very amazing way by a fantastic photographer.
1: If you are all about weddings, want to know how to make a wedding amazing or just love wedding stories, then this is the podcast for you. My name is April Kelly, and on this show, we chat with couples and they share stories about how they met, what the proposal was like, how they planned their wedding and how it went. We also talk with professionals who have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Or come here for the funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during wedding plans. My name is April Kelly and this is Wedding Amazing. On today's show, we have Gregory Fireline, photographer. This is a really interesting topic because today we're talking about bridal portraits. And this is something that was a very big trend years ago and was sort of lost in the East Coast, but stayed popular in the South and now is coming back big time with the selfie generation and with the millennials and people just loving a great super quality photograph that was done in a way that really embodies you so today we're going to talk with Gregory who is a photographer and we're going to talk about the difference between photography and photographer which I think is so important here but let me before I continue to go on let me say hello Gregory how are you today
0: I am doing very well April thank you very much
1: <laughs> oh you're welcome thanks for being on the show so if we're talking about bridal portraits which is a photograph of just the bride in her wedding gown. And let's talk about some reasons for that. So people can understand what that really means aside from an engagement photo, aside from other pictures that you get that have, that are associated with your wedding. Tell me exactly what is bridal portraits? Uh,
0: by definition, a bridal portrait is um, to completely simplify things is a portrait of the bride um, But it's much more than that. Um, I believe that this particular portrait is the single most important photo a woman will have made in her lifetime. One could argue at least up until this point. Um, When I formulated that perspective on broader portraits, I was not a parent yet, Um, but now that I have three kids, I could acquiesce a little bit to say that the most important photo of a woman's life is perhaps with her first child, but not every woman has a child. Um, so if a woman is getting married and she invests in the most expensive dress she's ever owned, likely um, has dedicated as much time and energy in her health and her wellness and her her fitness and how she looks and you know all of that then this literally is the pinnacle of a woman's life, at least up until then. And it really ought to be encapsulated properly.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's such a beautiful thing because those portraits, especially nowadays, they have a totally different dramatic flair from they did years ago. Years ago, it was posed in a studio and that was pretty much the only option. Let's talk about some of the practical reasons for this. Photograph as well because on the wedding day, there's so many time constraints to really get a bride in this location In this dress to take the type of pictures you're talking about here Um, And also, you know, there's wedding day jitters And maybe she's not as relaxed as she's going to be when there's nothing else to do on that day except take those pictures Um, And also tell me a little bit about how these pictures come about. I mean, they can be done anywhere How do you pick this location?
0: They really can be done anywhere. And the, the way that I select locations is after much conversation with the bride and I get to know her and what her style, what her taste is. Often we will start at the ceremony venue because if, if she's not getting married in a place of worship, a church or a synagogue or somewhere like that, if it's, if it's an open to the public venue, then there's a reason she chose that venue. Is it in uh, a destination that's important to the couple? Is it in the neighborhood where their first date was? Is it large enough to hold all of their guests? Does that location suit their style? Does it exude their personality? Is it all of the above? That's what I want to find out in a conversation prior to actually determining where we photograph bridal portrait um there have been brides that said you know what i want a simple me on white let's go into the studio and knock this out and that's particularly fine um because that's going to be a particular kind of bride um, i've also photographed photographed brides that have um a city wedding and they don't want to and down here where i am in tennessee there are a bunch of barn weddings which have their own feel and they're super high end, like rustic barns, not, not rustic barns, but they're fancy barns. They're, they're clean that, you know, it's not like you literally just kick the horse out the day before and then you you string up some uh, Italian party lights. But uh, there are venues here that are barns and farms with sprawling land and ponds and a barn with a ginormous chandelier in it. I mean, it's just, it's it's fancy but it's also rustic yeah Uh, but then there are also brides who are complete metropolitan cosmopolitan city girls and they'll get married at the top of a skyscraper um or in the ballroom of a grand hotel if if either of those is their venue then each of those venues tell me something about the style of this bride i see so then I will select, I will recommend locations based on that. Is it at that location? Because sometimes a lot of venues will have a, you know, two, three hour window for a broader portrait session and there's not an extra location fee. Um, and that's always like, that's always the best option. Uh, but some brides are of the, the kind of the, the kind and of style where they want to get married in this barn or in this grand hotel but they want their bridal portrait to look even a little different. So we'll go shoot in a botanical gardens or we'll shoot literally in the intersection of a main city street, whatever their style is.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And I'm looking through some of your pictures right now. Tell everybody what your website is. So maybe they can be looking through the website too while we talk about this.
0: So, um, my bridal portrait website is simply myname.com, gregorybuyerline.com, G R uh, E G O R Y, B as in boy, Y E R L I N E.com. That's yeah. where my bridal portraits are. Um, and I have a second website, which is com, which is my commercial work. And you know, brides who are interested in magazine and editorial and catalog photography and want that kind of look can go there to see bridal portraits, bridal fashion stuff, mixed in with my commercial photography work. Yeah, and beautiful. it's it's kind of seamless um, because it's it's a similar approach but a completely different subject. So either of those websites are fine.
1: And so beautiful. So just to give everyone sort of an audio. Of the visual that I'm looking at, what I find so clever is the picture of the bride in the doorway. These are so artistic that they're, they have a personality to them. I see this one of the girl and she's sitting on what looks like a dock. What is the story behind that? It's magnificent.
0: This is a location that the bride brought to the table. This is a weekend home of some friends of hers. And she had been out there for a party. Uh, It turns out Victoria's Secret has done a shoot at this, um, at this, it's a lake house. And uh, it's completely off the grid in middle Tennessee. We drove probably an hour and a half to two hours outside of Nashville, literally into the middle of nowhere. And I'm not even sure the house had dial up internet. (laughs) So we were, we were completely off the grid. Cell phones didn't work. And and it was, it was just, it was so remote. And what you're seeing in this photo is her feet are dangling over a lake and then to the left of her, what looks like a dock or a bridge, that's actually a suspended hallway of this house that goes out to what would be considered, um, like the screened in porch of a regular house. Mm. But it is suspended on rock, like a rock foundation that was built up into the lake, so it it's almost like it, you can see the two stone foundations on the left side of this photo,
2: yeah.
0: Um, and then the water, because it's a bridge hallway that connects it to. It's probably 15 feet long or so. But this is a home. Um, it's it's a weekend home for some um, for some friends of hers that loaned us the the location. And this was the last shot of her session. It almost didn't happen because wow. we had done so many others inside. It, it's it's actually very common that we use the, the final one because we go in with a plan, but then both of us really start working together and the symbiosis happens. Yeah. And out of the blue, in an improv manner, this idea forms and... Yeah, it was magic. This is actually one of my very, very favorite shots. I'm glad you pulled that one out.
1: This is where you get a portrait of the bride that really speaks of her personality. And these are professional pictures. You know, the lighting is magnificent. It's very dramatic, and it's just going to embody the bride. And also, this is as young as you'll ever be. Now, another thing that's really great about doing something like this is you get to have your dress on twice, which is fun, Um, but also you can do your hair and makeup trial on this day too. So you can do your hair trial, you could do your makeup trial, and then when that's done, you could meet up with Gregory and now do your bridal portraits, and on your wedding day, you'll have these bridal portraits already done. I've seen that before and that is really beautiful because your guests probably won't get an opportunity to see that although nowadays social media people post a lot of things but these are pictures that are going to be above your mantle and go down in history for your family.
0: Yes my ultimate goal for the actual photograph for the print uh, what is viewed is for it to be hung on a wall in either their home or typically well not necessarily typically But sometimes it ends up in the bride's parents' home. Nice. Like she will, she'll do this session for her, but then she will also make sure that mom and dad have a print of their girl as a thank you for, you know, life basically (laughs) and everything along the way. Um, So it ends up in one or two places. And of course, you know, on social media, I mean, yes, it's, it's out there and every photographer wants it out there and, and spread and shared and go viral and all that
2: stuff.
1: Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, everybody's so different. So I'm sure you'll have brides that are shy and then you'll have brides that are really out there. How do you make somebody feel comfortable? It seems so a vulnerable thing to have all these pictures taken of you. Yeah, we take selfies, but you know, now you have a photographer and lights. What advice can you give to a bride to prepare her to be comfortable in this kind of environment? <sighs>
0: That that's a fantastic question that there's really not an easy one, two, three, press the button and boom, you've got a comfortable bride.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, It really just requires some people skills. It's listening skills. It's getting to know you skills. Um, It's kind of looking at the early conversations on when this couple is even shopping around for photographers that moment, that first email, the first phone call, the first in-person meeting, whatever you call it, that literally is the blind date moment. And to, to carry this metaphor, your goal is to get a second date and then a third date, even if that date is simply a cup of coffee uh, when you're going to brainstorm about locations for your bridal portrait. Mm-hmm. Um and then by the time the session already comes around, then there's a rapport, there's a, there's a budding friendship, or there's a, a sometimes even a deep friendship by then. Yeah. Um, so the, the standard walls, the barriers come down because this bride is familiar with this photographer that is going to make the most important portrait of her life. Yeah. Um, and, and that that speaks to the photographer instead of photography because they're buying me and what I bring to the table, not only artistically and creatively, but also relationally.
1: And that's really the key because I feel like every bride should get to know her professional because that's how you're gonna know if you click. And if you click and there's a passion between the photographer and loving what they do, you're just gonna get a better result. So getting to know that person, because I know people go to a photography studio and there's 15 books by 15 different photographers and they hire that photography studio, but they really don't know what they're going to get. So getting to know that photographer is everything. Um, A
0: lot of my bridal clients have come from referrals. So they would be friends of previous brides yeah. Or they've been um, people I've photographed for uh, a commercial reason or, or, or what have you. Um, maybe I photographed their family, like with her mom and dad and their dog or whatever. And right. then he gets engaged and I do the engagement session. It, you know, it, it, it just builds. It's interpersonal. Yeah, um, It just comes back to people don't buy pictures. They buy the picture maker.
1: Yeah. And that's everything. And I, I always want to encourage all my listeners to really get to know exactly who the professional is who's going to be there. It's so, so important because of everything you're saying. It's so relational and it's going to make you as a bride feel so much more comfortable if you know your professional. If you meet your photographer for the first time on the day of your wedding, you're just simply not going to feel as comfortable as if you've met that person three times. You've had a conversation. You know what they're going to do for you. You've seen their work. You're going to have a huge level of comfort in a situation like that yes yeah so tell me about some strange things I've seen a lot of crazy things lately on the podcast a few weeks ago we had a bride that jumped in the water and had a picture of her jumping in the water at her wedding which was pretty magnificent so there's people that are doing some crazy things when everything's said and done with the dress I know you told me a story I'd love for you to repeat it about trashing the dress what is that all about
0: um the term trash the dress was coined by a photographer, uh gosh, probably 15 years or so. Um and that was before the three children have entered our life, which meant um I at that time I could remember his name, but three kids <laughs> later, I, I don't recall his name. Um it, it was it would be easily Googleable. Googleable if someone wanted to find out his name. But he he started it as a personal project, which morphed into, wow, this is a line of photography that I could sell to clients. And then it just really took off. It became a viral thing um, where he, he was like, OK, well, I've, you know, I've shot your engagement, shot your wedding. You've got this dress. What are you going to do with it now? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to put it in a bag and put it in my closet. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's do something fun with it. Um, and I don't know if he said this is on me, but let's just assume he said I've got this idea. Would you let me do it? Mm-hmm. Can we trash your dress? Can I paint it? Will you jump in a pool? Will you jump in a lake? Will you <laughs> whatever? Um, <laughs> and and I've even got a colleague here in Nashville who is really good. Uh, gosh, he's one of my favorite photographers, but he's also really good at special effects photography. Mm-hmm. And he did a layered photo and literally torched the dress
2: Like yes fire? Shot
0: the, yes burned it shot <laughs> the girl outside of the dress or i forget how he did it but he, he photographed the girl took her out stood it up somehow like on a mannequin
2: mm-hmm.
0: literally lit the dress lit lit the dress on fire and then seamed the two pictures together and it looked <laughs> like this bride was on fire it was fantastic <laughs> wow. no, no brides were harmed in the making of this photo, but the dress was ashes when it was done. Wow. Yes, this girl's hot. Yes.
1: <laughs> wow, that's pretty crazy. but
0: that but not every bride wants to do that. um i've I have done trash the dress sessions in a group photo day. It was just for fun. We were doing some portfolio build type thing, and we just wanted to explore it. Um, none of my real life bridal clients have wanted to do that to their dress because to them, it literally was the most important dress of their life and they wanted to preserve it. And some people said, I would like to pass this down to my daughter. So I'm going to hang on to it. Um, so it's, I've not actually done that on a client level, but I have done it just on a, for fun level. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and for that shoot, I think photographers pulled some money together and, you know, bought a dress off eBay for 50 bucks. It doesn't matter if it fit. doesn't matter how fabulous it was. It was a white dress and we were going to trash it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what some people do too, is they just get a secondary dress, and then they just trash that, which is another idea. So you're not, you know, destroying this amazing dress. Another thing I was reading on your website that I thought was very interesting is that some of your brides, once they've done the brada portrait, maybe found that they didn't like their dress or it wasn't so comfortable and now went and bought a whole nother dress because the advantage of these brada portraits, aside from the fact that you get the picture, is you're testing this dress out and seeing how it feels while you're frolicking around all day in it um you found that to be true quite often that
0: that is true on that was for the exception than the rule but and and the first time it kind of shocked me but then when it happened a few more times i was like wow this is this is really a thing because the we we would time the broader portrait after at least the first alteration first round of alterations even though it may not be final Let's get you in the dress for an extended period of time, which was two or three hours. She's standing in it. She's moving in it. She's sitting in it. Sometimes she's lying on the floor in it, a very clean floor, mind you, or what have you. And she literally has this dress on for an extended try on. And she's like, wow, I'm really glad we did this because two hours into my wedding day, I, I, I wouldn't want to notice then that it's poking in my ribs. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had many brides say, I'm so glad we did this because I was able to go back and either have it tweaked and altered just a little bit. So it, so then it fit like a glove. Um, and a lot of times they even had it taken in more it's like, wow, I, th- I thought this fit, but if they were on a massive fitness or, you know, get fit for the day program, then, you know, when, when it was sized, it probably fit then, but. couple months later and she's progressed in her health and wellness wow I could have this taken in even more Um, so so there's that option as well
1: yeah and usually once you wear something you really know how comfortable it is and that's certainly an opportunity to see what it's all about and feel comfortable being a bride which a lot of A lot of brides don't feel comfortable. I've had brides say, oh, I just want my first dance to be just a minute and a half, two minutes, because I don't want everybody looking at me. And what's nice about the bridal portraits is there's really nobody else around. So on on your wedding day, when you're having pictures taken, there's 200 people there and everybody's looking at you, but what you're offering is a solitude of the bride to be who she is, feel great, and have this picture, this lifetime, timeless picture be taken. What do you bring with you? Like, what is the setup? What happens?
0: Well, my style is um, either one, one or two lights is what I bring. Um, I don't always use both lights, but I have needed them sometimes. Um, and the way I approach it is, I and again, this is going to be location specific. The girl dangling her feet over the water—that was natural light. There, and there were tons of it. Uh, but even when we were shooting in the house, I used at least one light because we would shoot in a, a a dark section of the house or wasn't near a window or or what have you. Or I just wanted to write with light, which is what photography is, photo and graph, light writing. Um, but i'm I'm not a huge, you know massive production photographer. A vast majority of what I do is done with uh, with one light or natural light, but I can shoot with two or three or four if necessary. Amazing. But I personally only own two. So um, that's just, that's the low hanging fruit. So that's what I've, I've worked within. But if a bride comes to me and says, I really like this particular look, what would it take to pull this off? And I was like, well, there's at least three, maybe four heads in there. So I'm gonna to need to rent some gear uh, or, or, or what have you. And then we just go from there.
1: That's amazing. I mean, I look at these pictures and I had thought in my mind, lots of lights and lots of setup. They're just so natural and beautiful. Well, I'm really so impressed by your work, Gregory. So, Thank you. You're welcome. What made you get into this? How, how did you begin?
0: I fell in love with bridal portraits when I saw the bridal portrait of my bride. Huh. My wife and I have been married for almost 20 years. Um, we are a month and a half away from 20 years, which means I'd have to go back and check the date, but it was almost to the day 20 years ago that my wife's bridal portrait was made because it was about a month or a month and a half before our wedding. Hmm. I hired a commercial photographer and by, I'd say I hired, we hired a commercial photographer to photograph our wedding. Because 20 years ago, wedding photography style was not what it is today. I did not want a traditional wedding photographer to photograph our wedding. I live in Nashville. Uh, It has a nickname of the Third Coast because it's not New York. It's not L.A. It's Nashville. But we have a lot of really solid commercial photographers here. We have a even twenty years ago. We had a burgeoning film scene. We have a very artistic scene. It's not just country music here. It's it's Music City because all music is here. So there's a really really deep talent pool. And I was able to meet a commercial photographer that Megan and I both resonated with, and he agreed to shoot our wedding. Um, so and then he also did my wife's bridal portrait. And when I saw it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my girl, you know, photographed in, in a very amazing way by a fantastic photographer. And that's where it really all began. But 20 years ago, I was not a photographer. Fast forward to 14, 15 years ago, when I started making photographs myself, I was like, wow, I really, really like this. Um, so I, and I'm abbreviating the story cause my, my path to photography is probably longer than your program. <laughs> um, but when I, th- this particular photographer actually became a mentor of mine, I am a descendant of his creative line, uh, much like jazz musicians will say, you know, I studied under John Doe who studied under that, the, you know, another guy, they would list this pedagogy or this lineage. I am a direct descendant of my wedding photographer. Um, as a professional photographer myself, I learned under him. And he and I were talking one day, and I was like, well, there's so many things of photography that I could go into. He's like, well, what do you love? Shoot what you love. Figure out what that is and shoot what you love. And very long, circuitous road came back to, well, I really love to photograph uh, everyday girls Yeah, I want to give them the magazine experience because when they're flipping through bridal dress catalogs or wedding magazines, somewhere along the way, a thought pops in their head. Wow. What would it be like to be on these pages? Yeah. And I wanted to give them that experience and that end result. So that's really how it came about. And then uh, that was the, the kind of a selfish reason because I was looking to do commercial photography on a retail level. And several bridal portraits in is where the purpose of, wow, this really is the highlight highlight of their life. They're the most, they're the youngest, they're the most fit, they're the most fabulous, just the most, all like, this is the pinnacle of her life up until then. And she's put the most effort into her dress and to her and, and like all this stuff that we've already discussed. Like, I like this. And I want every groom to feel about his bride's portrait as I did about mine when I first saw it. And the only way to do that is to create a dedicated bridal portrait session.
1: Yeah, and it's really so romantic on so many levels. I love the magazine experience and I think a lot of brides are really gonna resonate with those exact words because that's the difference between these pictures and the pictures that you get on your wedding day. These pictures look like they come out of a magazine and the bride is the focus, not the wedding, not the couple. It's just the woman, the woman, yes. the bride. Yeah, so beautiful. In,
0: in a setting, and, I, and there's only a handful of bridal portraits that I've done that have included a bouquet, um, which would be very common for a wedding day yeah. session or, or, or segment of the crowded wedding day. And that's partly by design because a bouquet of whatever color, of whatever size, is something else for your eye to look at.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And
0: I want the bridal portrait viewer to see the bride.
1: Yeah.
0: Not the dress, the bride in the dress. Yeah. So the comp the composition that I do, yes, you might start at the bottom of the dress and you'll follow this uh, serpentine type pose up to her eyes. But I want you to get to her eyes.
1: Yeah, because no, no, no. this
0: is a bridal portrait. It's not a it's not a we're not selling a dress like you would in commercial photography with a model. Right. You're, I'm, I'm not photographing a line of dresses. I'm photographing the bride in this dress. Yeah. So she is the star.
1: Consider for yourself to get a professional wedding photographer to come and take beautiful photos of you in your dress before your wedding for so many reasons like we said, you know, on the day of your wedding, you can't get the same comfort you're not going to get the same pictures. You'll feel so much more comfortable. You get to try the dress out and stay in it for a number of hours to see what it feels like. And in the end, get a stunning, timeless photo that you and your family will cherish forever. Do you have any final thoughts for us today?
0: Well, I just I appreciate the invitation to talk about something that I love dearly. So thank you for having me on.
1: You're welcome. Um,
0: and, you know, whether it's with me or whether it's with a photographer that you resonate in, your own market, wherever that is. I know you're on the East Coast, but this podcast is going to be heard by people from all around the world. My my recommendation is to simply do it. Mm. Have a bridal portrait made because I have told this story to brides who haven't had one made. And the first comment is almost always, I wish I would have had one made.
1: Yes, exactly. And I've
0: also done a bridal portrait for a military couple who it would, we actually did the bridal portrait for their 10th anniversary because they had a big wedding planned and he then got earlier deployment orders and they did a justice of the peace courthouse wedding really fast. He deployed, they, they wake up, 10 years later, it's their 10th anniversary. They've got two beautiful children and they want to celebrate their 10th anniversary. And she's like, well, you know what? We've never really had wedding day photos of us, nor have I had a bridal portrait. Can we do this for our 10th anniversary? I'm like, yes, of course, let's do this.
1: Yeah. What a great idea.
0: Um, And that was a, you know, better late than never kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And they, they were very fortunate and I was, even more fortunate that I crossed paths with him. So all that to say is have one made and have it done right.
1: And no one will ever regret taking those photos. You'll never regret having that stamp of timelessness, you know, forever. Yes. Yeah. So uh, before we wrap up here, I just want to mention that Gregory also has a podcast. So while you're listening to my podcast, if you're looking for something else to listen to next – uh, Gregory, tell me about your podcast. Um,
0: my show is called Collected Clan. Um, the subtitle is The Company You Keep. And the guests I have on the show are interesting people that I've met along my journey. Um, people that I have collected uh, that I want to keep. Um, oh, nice. And they have interesting stories. Um, the, the short version is their conversational biographies. Um they're more of a conversation than an interview. Um, they've, I, they're, they've just become some of my favorite conversations. Every time I have one of these, I think I know these people, but I always learn something new about them because there's an exchange. There's a conversation that we're having. And in the age of social media where we tend to talk at people all the time, that has really worn on me over the last couple of years uh, largely since the election of 2016. It was everybody was just in a shouting match and nobody was listening to each other.
2: Yeah.
0: Um so I wanted to be a part of the change and I created this so we could talk with people instead of just at people. Um so collectedclan.com is where it is. Um it's relatively new. I've got five episodes out there six win releases uh will be out by the time this podcast airs and several more in the can and it has become a major labor of love and i enjoy it as much as i enjoy making bridal portraits it's it's just some i know a lot of people and i want the world to meet these people also because um they're people that i've went to college with uh people i've known 30 years people i've known for two years people I've known for 15 years and we just talk about how we met and what has happened since then. And um, yeah, they're, they're just super cool. They're conversational biographies. So they're designed for people who would read people magazine without all the celebrity worship Mm -hmm. um, or readers digest because, or people who read biographies and autobiographies more so than people who would read like popular mechanics or something like super targeted in theme. Mm-hmm. because the, the, the theme is people mm. and each episode covers a different topic because it's a different person.
1: Gregory, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Everybody go check out his website. If you have any questions, always feel free and encouraged to message me. My email address is aprilkelly@makeyourweddingamazing.com. Message me anytime. I'm here to help you make your wedding amazing. Gregory, have a great day. Thanks for being on the show.
0: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Are you looking for a live band that people will rave about? Want your dance floor packed all night long? Band of Gold Music, a 10-piece band with the talent to make a lifelong impression on the best day of your life, exceeding expectations. BandofGoldMusic.com